You're listening to the Becoming Me podcast, and I'm your host, Emily Cummins. You know, we're all on this grand journey, becoming who God made us to be. And that's what this podcast is all about. You'll hear stories of fellow warriors becoming who God made them to be. And you'll discover resources designed to equip you on your own becoming journey. So grab your favorite cup of coffee or tea, and let's dive into today's episode. You're listening to the Becoming Me podcast, and I'm your host, Emily Cummins. You know, we're all on this grand journey, becoming who God made us to be. And that's what this podcast is all about. You'll hear stories of fellow warriors becoming who God made them to be. And you'll discover resources designed to equip you on your own becoming journey. So grab your favorite cup of coffee or tea, and let's dive into today's episode. Well, hey, Becoming Me. I am so excited to introduce you to my warrior friend, Leslie. Leslie, welcome to BecomingMe.tv. Hi, so happy to be here. I'm so happy to have you here. And y'all, I literally have to tell you how Leslie and I met. So back in 2014, I packed up my little red convertible at the time and moved from Florida to Las Vegas, Nevada. I didn't know anybody. I accepted a job at Central Christian Church out there. And Leslie and her husband were kind enough to say, hey, um, we have like a guest house in our backyard if you want to live with us. And so for like the first half of my living in Vegas journey, I literally lived in Leslie's backyard. And so many of the foundational truths for this journey of becoming Emily happened in your backyard. Like Thank you. It's so special to me. I just love you and your family. Oh, I, it was such a great, sweet time. I wish that it had been longer, but we were just so welcome. I mean, so honored that you would live in our home and um, gosh, it was just nice to have you there. My husband travels a lot, which you know, so it was nice to just have another girl on property. And um, I I love that, that your journey started a little portion of it started in my backyard. We call you backyard Emily in this house. I don't know if you know that. We do. Backyard Emily. Yep. Yep. Sure do. I love that so much. I have like three other Emily friends. So you are qualified as backyard Emily. Yep. (laughs) I love it. It's funny. I vividly remember too, one day, like I was journeying through, God was teaching me some big stuff. And I sat outside in your backyard and it was the first time I had written a blog post in like a long time. And that was like a pivotal moment for me, like looking at your pool, looking at the little (laughs) guest house, I'm writing this blog post and I was awakening again to who God made Emily to be. And she's just, it's a, it's a season and a chapter that's etched in my heart in a profound way. And I just, yeah, I hope that, I just hope that you can feel some of that because it's just, it's hard for me to put words to it. So thank you. God brought us together for a reason. Oh, we always know that. And look, I mean, how many years later we're still in connection, still cheering each other on, still being like the, the warrior sisters that we really are. I love it so much. And, you know, I was so excited. I just dove into how we knew each other, but there's people watching who don't even know who you are. So so Leslie, like take a moment and just share who is Leslie, the fun things, what you do, who you are. 
Yeah. Hi, Leslie Jones from Las Vegas here, originally from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. And I too jumped in my car, not convertible. But after I graduated college and moved out here to be a publicist um, at some of the hotels and shows and strip restaurants out here, um, I am a marathon runner. I just completed my very first last month. Hello, runner. Um, I have a an amazing son who's almost seven. I've been married to my husband for 16 years. We met out here. So it is possible to meet your spouse in a crazy city called Las Vegas. I promise. Um, we are extremely connected with our church central out here. Um, in fact, you and I met through the intern program, which we mentioned, but I had helped um, with that for several years. So we just love our church family. We love the, Ve the Vegas desert. Um, sun almost all year round. You can't beat it. Can't beat it. <laughs> and that no humidity. I do miss that a little bit. Cause oh, like, yeah, your Florida humidity girl. I don't yeah. even know you run in that. I don't. The running Ooh. and the hair. It's just very different. Yeah. <laughs> so, yep. Come on out I, here. We got trails. Yes. We got no humidity. Your hair is always amazing when you come to the desert. <laughs> I definitely need to come back to visit for sure. Thank you. For sure. So, you know, Leslie, I would just love for you to take some time and unpack your story. Like what yeah. has made you who you are today? Uh, it's a good story. Um, but like I mentioned, when I moved here to Vegas, I was so kind of connected with the strip. I mean, I was walking celebrities down red carpets. I was staffing photo shoots at nightclubs. I was just really into the public, the publicity scene. And I got kind of far away from God. I had grown up in the church. My uncle was the pastor of our Presbyterian church. So I did summer camps and Bible school and, you know, the whole thing, but had sort of fallen away after college. And, you know, when I got myself into some trouble out here, <laughs> I knew I needed a change. So a friend had suggested Central Church and it's this huge building off the freeway. I mean, if you, if you have ever driven by, you've always wondered what this big octagon shaped building <laughs> is, but that's Central Church. And it is at last count, I think it's like the 11th largest church in our country. That could be wow. wrong, but at some point that was a number. So it's a huge place, extremely different from the church I grew up in. Um, everybody knew who I was. Everybody knew when I walked backward um, and would tell family members. So uh, it was nice to have anonymity at Central. I could walk in. Nobody knew my story. Nobody knew how far I'd fallen you know, or how much I felt like the place would burn down around me because I had sinned so much. But one of the best things that I ever read was a sign on the wall when I walked into Central that said, it's okay to not be okay. Mm -hmm. And Emily, oh my gosh, my heart. I mean, it's been yeah. 20 years and the emotion that I went through on that, I almost dropped to my knees at that point because it was like God saying, I see what you've done but I'm here and you can just come in as you are. And in a place like Las Vegas, that's really important because you know, the kind of industry that's out here. And I was a publicist. So like I was, you know, suit and clipboard. I was like on the front end of that seedy scenery, but there's a backstory in the, the underbelly of this city. And we want people that walk in through the central doors to know they can come in their cocktail waitress uniform or their, you know, a jacket over their stripper uniform. It's okay. And that was the first time that I had felt like God was really part of, like, I don't know how to explain it. I guess I felt yeah. God for the first time. Oh, yeah. 
prior to that, it was my relationship with God was like on the back of my mom, you know, like she was the one that was making me go to church and I was doing these things so that I could make her happy, but there was no connection. And so getting connected with God at central, that's when my, my fire was relit, I guess you could say. And I was just, I'm on fire for him. I started volunteering. I got connected with a couple of small groups, um, really serving God was what brought my faith alive and being out there, being the hands and feet of Jesus. Um, you know, faith is, is something, but it's better when you're out expressing that, right. And showing, living out your salvation of what mm-hmm. Jesus told us to do is go love his people. So, um, so that was kind of how I reconnected with church, but I had, <clears throat> excuse me, I had a couple years where I was floating around doing stuff in the church, just really volunteering, but still working outside the home. And once I had my son in 2015, um, <laughs> I didn't listen to God again. Jonah and I have a lot in common. So God had been asking me to come back into the home and be there mm-hmm. to spend the time with my son until he left for school. And I just kept pushing back saying like, this is my journey. This is my job. I want this part of my career. And he finally brought me to my niece. Long story short, I came home and I had a major transition from being a working mom to being a stay at home full time. Nothing else but my focus was Ryder. Uh, and I, it, it was a couple years of some real becoming, honestly. And Emily, you know this, the becoming story is not easy. It is full of pruning. It is full of dark valleys and you know, rough terrain. And I stumbled for a couple years getting that groove. I think God was peeling back all of my works that I had thought I was doing for him and making me realize that I needed to be foundationally connected with him before I was out there doing for him. So for three years, he and I, we had a ball and we had some fights of him just tearing me tearing down all of the things that I built up and then raising me back up in his image, me seeing myself through his eyes, me connecting with him differently as a parent. Mm -hmm. I'll tell you what, that's a huge change in someone's spiritual journey when they become a parent or they're, Mm -hmm. you know, in charge of taking care of something, someone that the love you feel for that thing that you're taking Mm -hmm. care of cannot compare to how God loves you. So when you view that relationship in that terms, it just, gosh, my heart just expanded a million times. So now my kid's in kindergarten and he's gone all day. And I believe that God um, is rewarding me for that obedience by birthing this writing ministry in me. And I've always been a writer, always been a reader, but I never had any time to focus on it. And now he's given me that time and that obedience is paying off. Um, I'd say obedience is like the watchword of my last three years um, because everything he told me to do, even though I pushed back on it, um, which I'm sure he was, okay, get it, Leslie, come on, (laughs) pick it up faster. Every time I push back on him though, I, you know, I, I eventually gave in and I eventually let him change me from the inside out. And the becoming part um, is so beautiful. It's hard, but it's beautiful. And I'm 
grateful to be on this journey with him and all that he's taught me. Oh my goodness. Like I've had goosebumps listening to your story. It's so powerful. And you're hundred percent right. Like becoming is not for the faint of heart. It is a lot of hard work. It's not, um, it's not clean or pretty and it's rough around the edges. And so watching how you have leaned in and the obedience word that you hit on is so true and so powerful, not something that we often want to shine a spotlight on. Um, but I love watching the fruit of that obedience in your life now and how you are writing and you're running and you are shining so brightly the hope you have in Jesus. Um, yeah. Yeah. So I love that. Um, you know, I see you have a coffee mug. How do you drink your coffee? Is that coffee or tea? Uh, it's tea. It will always be tea. I am, Ooh. I am like the one and only person who doesn't like coffee. Shh. Don't tell good. people really get mad when you say they like, don't understand you when you say you don't like coffee. I, I, I kind of am one of those people, but I still love all of you. So it's okay. Here's the thing. I don't hate coffee. I just would add so much creamer and sugar to it that it wouldn't even taste like coffee anymore. So why drink it? That's my feeling, but. Okay. So what kind of tea do you drink? Um, everything, but currently I'm drinking Zen by Tazo tea. That sounds really Um, good. Yeah. I have a whole bunch of different flavors. I drink it basically all day long caffeinated in the morning and then herbal through the day helps me with my water intake. Hey, absolutely. That's awesome. I love it. And I've got my Christmas present from Ryder, my best mom mug. Cute. (laughs) I love that mug. It's beautiful. I love that. Mugs with like special meanings and messages are just, yes, I love it. So if you were having a cup of tea with someone else on their own becoming journey, what would you say to encourage them to be who God made them to be? Well, there's a couple things. Um, number one, I think like it happened in my journey when you allow God to strip away all of the idols that you built, all of the thoughts that you thought would get you to this certain spiritual journey part. Um, when you let him strip that away, what remains is what's true. Uh, and that's again, painful experience, right? But we know that God's, the, <clears throat> excuse me, is the great gardener and the pruner of our lives. So we have to be open to going through those difficult times. And, and though we may push back, that's our nature, I think, mm-hmm. um, as we fight through that um, and stay close to him and just allow him to do the work, then Again, what remains is true and what he can continue to build on so that we can progress in a spiritual, in our spiritual journey. Um, The other thing I would say, I'm a huge proponent of hospitality. My husband runs a hospitality company. Um, My parents own a hotel. It's just, it's in my blood. And I think, well, no matter where you're living, you're living in an apartment or your parents' basement or a mansion or a tiny little shack, you have the opportunity to love on people through your home and whether it's like I did with you, Emily, you know, opening my home to allow you to come in and stay Mm -hmm. and provide that safe place for you. Now, obviously you're a pastor's kid. You had a relationship with Jesus already, but had you not, that would have been my invitation. I believe my holy invitation Mm -hmm. to bring you into our fold, to let you sort of come into the house and say, there's Mm -hmm. something different about this place. I don't know what it is, but Mm -hmm. I want it. And then give me the opportunity to share Jesus's love with you. So 
And I'd say to anybody that's on this becoming journey, don't neglect that holy opportunity that you have. Invite somebody over for tea and toast. It does, does not have to be a gourmet meal. My husband is a gourmet chef and we still don't offer that kind of stuff when people come over mm-hmm. because it's more important about their comfort level than how fancy I can make the muscles with like the <laughs> sprinklings of stuff on top. Like nobody cares about that. Mm-hmm. So um, I guess it's, those would be my things that stay open to the pruning, but then also open to the opportunity of walking along other, uh, walking alongside other people, even as you're journeying. Even if you're in the the hard parts, there's somebody out there that can do along or that you can, you're maybe a little bit further along in your journey that you can pull along with you. I love that. And I love how you even worded, it's a holy invitation. Um, And, you know, it it kind of is hitting me in a, in a unique way right now. Like, yeah, I, you know, stepped into your backyard. I'm a pastor's kid. I already have a relationship with Jesus. but really a lot of the fruit of what I'm seeing in my life now happened in a lot of the God peeling back layers in me in your guest home. And so I think what like you had no idea at that time and thinking, oh, maybe I won't even be able to impact this girl because she already knows Jesus. You did in such a profound way. Um, and even before filming, you know, we were talking through how many stories have, have we done with Become Me at TV? And I think this one is like 135, 136. It's crazy, but everything that Becoming Me at TV is doing now, it really started back in your backyard because God had to like, literally like take up a bunch of stuff in me. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think there was a beautiful, holy invitation that Neither of us would have realized at the time, but now looking back, I can be like, wow, that little guest house, what God did in me there, you saying yes to some stranger from Florida, you know, it was, yep. it was a holy invitation. And I just forever thank you for that. Yeah. I'm so, so grateful he brought us together. And, um, it, I've, I've tried to live my life as a homemaker with that in mind, um, that, always say yes, unless you have a really good reason not to, because the opportunity is given to you. And if you miss the holy invitation, you know, you miss out. So I, um, I just gave a a talk the other day to our central moms group about praying over our homes, the importance Mm. of that. Um, and this idea that no matter if it's just you living alone in an apartment, or you've got a house full of a hundred people, you can help protect your home against, you know, the schemes of the enemy by praying over it mm-hmm. and just the importance of build, building your home on biblical truth so that when the winds blow, you don't fall and you mm-hmm. have the opportunity of everybody that lives or comes into your home to make sure that they know that. Oh, that is so yeah. powerful. Yeah. I absolutely love that. You know, you mentioned that you're writing and mm-hmm. you're a runner. I'm inspired by you online. If somebody was like, Hey, I want to follow your journey more and keep learning from your becoming story. Where can they connect with your writing? Sure. Where can they connect with you? I've got some exciting news about the writing and we're finally oh. getting a blog launched. It's been, <gasps> yes, I don't know, like a three-year journey again. <laughs> so all hey, the things that it's happening. But it's happening. Yeah. So that was, that is going to be leslyjonescreative.com. I love it. So that's where people can connect with me. But then on social, it's at Jones Leslie Ann. I love it. On Facebook and 
um, Instagram. And I just started on TikTok too at Leslie. From yes, Las you Vegas. did. What is it? Leslie Las Vegas. Yes. I think so. Cause I, yeah. I, you recently, you posted, was your first post, you just finishing one of your long yes, runs. I did want, yeah. yeah. My 20th, my 20th, yep. 20 mile run. Mm-hmm. Yep. Well, I think, cause you popped up on my for you feed and I was like, wait, that's Leslie. <laughs> yes. One of my younger nieces is like, you're on TikTok. Congratulations. I'm like, you know what? Just trying to spread the word about God. That's all. And if I have to look silly doing it, so be it. But that's our job, right? That's our one and only job is to get more people on the arc every day. It starts in your home and everybody that you connect with. It's about living a life that is um, full of integrity and faith and no fear, no fear. Go run hard after your life, chase it. We only have one, right? Yes. Oh my goodness. You inspire and encourage me so much. Like I just love you. Um, thank you for, and we will have all the links, everybody in the show notes. Um, so you can easily connect with Leslie. Um, but thank you for sharing your story, who you are, who you're becoming, and thank you for impacting me. Like, I just love you so much. I love you too. Thank you for all you do. Thanks for tuning in to today's episode of the Becoming Me podcast. If this episode connected and resonated with you, we would love to see your experience. So snap a photo of this episode and share on social media. Don't forget to tag us by tagging at Emily B. Cummins. Learn more about becomingme.tv and find more resources at becomingme.tv. Thanks for tuning in to today's episode of the Becoming Me podcast. If this episode connected and resonated with you, we would love to see your experience. So snap a photo of this episode and share on social media. Don't forget to tag us by tagging at Emily B. Cummins. Learn more about becomingme.tv and find more resources at becomingme.tv.